the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? with attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What? is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr. Hello, everyone. Uh, My name is Mark Schneider, and I want to welcome you to today's episode 115 of Say What?, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including activist school boards and the power that they hold over our children's lives in the public school system. Uh, Once again, my colleague, Pastor George Ruska Jr., um, is out this week. He'll return next week. But I'm still privileged to have as my guest someone who knows something about school boards, having been elected to that role in last year's election for a seat in the Orange Unified School District, which is in the heart of Orange County. Madison Miner, welcome back to Say What? Thank you. So good to have you. Yeah, we're going to continue our discussion. And for those of you that were not able to join us last week, um, Madison is one of the newest members of the Orange Unified School District in the heart of Orange County, California. Um, Orange County is about three plus million people in a very populated state. The Orange County Unified educates approximately 26,000 preschool through 12th grade students. There are some 47 schools in the district, of which 28 are elementary schools, eight middle schools, and five high schools serving the cities of Orange, Villa Park, Anaheim, Garden Grove, Santa Ana, as well as some unincorporated uh, county areas. The board consists of seven members, including yourself, Madison. And just to recap last week's discussion, why did you decide to run for school board? So I decided to run after uh, kind of being pulled to board meetings in 2016. And I just kind of witnessed the new curriculum that was coming out, especially with the sex ed curriculum, and wanted to just be informed. And uh, I would say in 2020, 2021 is when I decided that maybe taking more of a leadership role was something that I needed to mm. look into. Um, I was attending church at the time in, at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, and felt like Pastor Jack uh, looked right at me when he looked at the audience and said, you know, if you're, if you're tired of the way things are being ran, you need to step up and serve. And so that was kind of when I heard my calling and um, looked at my husband and he just kind of went, oh, you're crazy. <laughs> and my mom was sitting on my other side and said, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So I, I chose to put my name in the hat and uh, it's it was definitely a tough decision, but not because of 
um, wanting to make a change more just because I knew it would be a big time commitment. Uh, you're married. Um, you're a mom with uh, four children yep. that, that you're raising. And uh, you didn't run for school board because of the money. It only pays just a basically gas money stipend every month. That, that's that's really it's all about. So this is this is a passionate enterprise for you. What are your priorities for the Orange Unified School Board? So my biggest priorities are making sure that our tax dollars are being spent properly, that we are not overspending, we're not duplicating programs. Uh, back in 2020, when everything was shut down, I think a lot of focus was on getting these programs and getting these, this software, getting, you know, the applications and all the, the, all the devices going for these students. And we weren't focusing as much on the basics, on literacy, on math, on science, on on true history. And so a lot of what my focus has been is uh, making sure that we are spending money without duplicating that money uh, for similar programs, which we have discovered a couple. And then um, I also have noticed and had heard from parents a lot, uh, especially from English learner parents as well as special ed parents. And so I uh, have been focusing a lot of my time in not necessarily investigating, but uh, looking into and making sure that those students are being well served. If I may, for our English learners, for example, they are in an English learner program and they have a 90% retention rate in that English learner program. Wow. And that's from even for sixth graders are being retained in this English learner program. And what that, what that says is that our English learner program is not doing its best to serve those students from research, from what I've read districts around us. uh, The typical time for students to be in the English learner program is between six months to two years. Mm -hmm. And we have students five years, six years in. They just languish there. And that, yeah. And, and so that is concerning. Those are those are students, you know, because of No Child Left Behind, those are students that are graduating sixth grade and going to a middle school. And these middle schools are full. There, there's lots of kids in these middle schools. And so these English learner students, from what I've heard from families, you know, they're getting into these middle schools and, and they're still not literate. They're still not capable of, of holding on and hanging in there for middle school because they're not even reading at a proper level of English. And so you throw them in there and and a lot of the behavior issues, a lot of the, you know, the tendencies for these students to have issues in these classrooms, it's happening because they're lost. Yeah, most uh, people are very shocked to learn that uh, among the industrialized nations on the planet, America spends more per public educated school student than virtually all of the others. But for all the money that we spend, they're less competitive academically on a worldwide stage. Pew Foundation of others have chronicled this data year after year. And California ranks, according to U.S. News and World Report, 44 out of 50 American states. And, it, and it's finding in academics. In fact, we looked at some data at Protect Our Kids, and the literacy rate in the United States is less now than it was in 1830 before the imposition of compulsory public school education. So something is clearly wrong in terms of academics and the public school system, and this is one of the key reasons why you decided to try to change it by running for office. And you marshaled a small army of uh, recruits to walk precincts, and to, to talk to people one-on-one, you knocked on a lot of doors. I think you, you mentioned in the in last week's program that 
you knocked on some 45,000 doors in the, in the school districts. That, that's incredible. Thank you. And you won by 221 votes. Yes, With sir. no prior political experience whatsoever. You'd none, never run for political office before. Not that I know so, of. So <laughs> that's amazing. And Madison, as we started to discuss last week, uh, in your very brief tenure so far on the school board, you have been the subject of a lot of resistance. It's just amazing the blowback that you have received, not so much by uh, those same parents whose doors you knocked on, but by activist organizations, groups that are aligned with the Democratic Party, third-party groups like Planned Parenthood and others that now see you as a target. Um, and we're going to talk about the, the recall election and, and that that's being mounted um, in, in a moment here. But one of the the first acts that the school board did was to let go of the I guess the, the prior supervisor of, of the school board. Can you talk a little bit about that and why why that step was taken? Yeah, so uh, our we had a special meeting back in January of this year, and uh, it was decided in closed session to fire the superintendent mm-hmm. that was in charge of our schools and to put our assistant superintendent on paid administrative leave pending investigation. That decision was four to three. Um, the conservative majority is, uh, we, we voted to go through with that. And, you know, in, in any organization, in any company, when things aren't going the way that you want them to go philosophically, that's something that happens as you change at the top. And so we made changes at the top and now we're we're heading in a different direction. I think uh, it was Barack Obama actually said that, that elections have consequences. And this election was no different. I mean, you went from a fairly liberal progressive board that were administering very uh, toxic materials for the kids in the Orange Unified. And uh, now the, the board is is conservative in, in flavor. And so that's what parents expect when they vote conservatives in is to make a difference on the school board. And you guys did just that. But it has not gone without notice, has it? Um, in fact, uh, there's a, a recall election that has been mounted, and they cite a bunch of different reasons now why they're doing this, one of which is the, the firing of uh, this, this prior superintendent. Uh, they also talked about some Brown Act violations and the, the way with this was done. And just to recap, the Brown Act goes back to 1953. It was a law that was passed in California that administers sort of the public's right to know of what their public officials were doing. So, for example, if you showed ever showed up at a school board, you usually have two or three minutes to talk. You know, there's a lot of people that want to, and the Brown Act administers all that. Well, apparently, um, these forces now that are working against you uh, accused you and other members of violating the, the Brown Act. Could you talk about that just a little bit? So the way that the Brown Act works and what I've been told you know, to training on all that stuff. The majority of individuals on a school board cannot meet and talk about or have phone conversations, text messages, emails, etc. about one specific topic. And so in this case, what they're claiming the Brown Act violation was about is that all four of us met to collude against uh, the firing for the superintendent. I was not in on that conversation. 
I never had conversations with my uh, my co-board members prior to the firing of, of our former superintendent. And so upon investigation by the district attorney, by Todd Spitzer, it was discovered that we were not in violation of the Brown Act. And in fact, another board member that's in more on the left minority uh, was discovered in violation of the Brown Act in that she disclosed closed session information to a newspaper. Yeah, I wanted to point this out because we were actually in receipt of this April 6th letter from investigative senior uh, district attorney Stephen Shriver uh, to the Orange uh, Unified School District's council, the result being that there was no Brown Act violation uh, by the board, um, except for trustee Chris Erickson, who loudly opposed the firing of, uh, I guess, Supervisor Hansen uh, by disclosing confidential discussion in closed session briefings. So. Uh, this is very ironic. The very charge that they brought against you is now turned back upon them. Yes. Yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, I, I, when I read the newspaper article, that immediately it got my attention just because I knew that was said in closed session. And yeah. so I had contacted our, our district lawyer to say, hey, that was something I just read an article and it was something that was said in closed session. What do I do with this information? Obviously, this is my first time being mm-hmm. on a school board, but knowing that that was not legal, I, you know, reached out and so it, I, they said, thank you for letting me know and I'll forward this to the right sources. And of course, on their website, you know, the, the, this recall, they purport other reasons uh, uh, for mounting this campaign. But we know the real reason. This is a conservative board. It's trying to do what's right by the, the actual students in the public education system and the Orange Unified. And you have now become a particular target of this campaign. Um, who is behind it? I mean, Planned Parenthood, are they one of the groups that uh, are involved in this campaign? Yeah, I don't remember the gentleman's exact title, but I believe he's the treasurer for the Planned Parenthood, um, is one of their top donors. The other would be the uh, incumbent that I beat for mm-hmm. the election in 2022. She's also one of their top donors. And uh, the third that I had um, seen on the Registrar Voters website is the California Teachers Association members in our school district. In fact, uh, we have some video of the meeting that was held by some of these groups now that are coming into alignment to uh, to try to get you and others off the board. And uh, so we're going to tee up a, a few of those videos, and I'd like your comments on these. Uh, the, this first one features a man named Greg uh, Goodlander. Um, he uh, apparently, uh, according to the video, is the OUSD union president, and this is a labor union. It's a 501c5, and this is a very interesting segment. He's in a meeting, obviously, with some other people there, but he's talking about not failing in this recall election, because if they do, it's going to empower his terminology, their enemies. Uh, let's play the video. Me as union president, I'm starting to collaborate more with some of my counterparts or my colleagues in other unions. I am going to be going, I've already spoken at the state council, which is the uh, meeting of all the leaders uh, for the state level. So it was about 700 educators. And we spoke at that meeting. And I think some contributions came in from there and some more, more people following the, the recall effort. And then I'm going to be going to some um, union leadership meetings, rep councils. I'll be going to Capistrano in a month and meet with all the union leaders in Capistrano, speaking about the recall effort and trying to solicit uh, people to sign up to uh, 
be involved when signatures happen and to get money. I'm also going to be going to a very ready to go to Brea's rep council meeting to speak with their reps. And so that's where we are right now. On my end is I'm reaching out to other unions and getting them involved. And one of the messages I'm saying is that don't think that this is orange, so I don't need to worry about it because if we fail in this, it's going to empower our enemies to spread, basically. And they've been very excited to try to help us out. So that's where I am right now. Very excited to help them out. So it's not just about Orange Unified. It's about other school districts uh, around the state and probably around the country as well. He mentioned that he's talked to 700 educators about this recall election. He's going to other unions uh, and jurisdictions for a fundraising campaign. They need to recall uh, Madison Minor to discourage other conservatives from running. Madison, I thought unions are supposed to be advocates for teachers, not about endorsing candidates or recalling them. Yeah, that's kind of what I understood as well. Back when I was running, in fact, uh, a teacher anonymously reached out to me and said, hey, were you ever interviewed by the teachers union for Orange Unified? And I, I said, no, I would love the opportunity. Do you know someone that I could speak to? And um, their response was, well, Apparently, you did because they said you did, and they chose the opposing candidate, mm-hmm. the former school board member that I had beat out. They chose that person to endorse. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, they lied to this teacher that pays their dues and is part of the teachers union for Orange Unified and said that they had interviewed me. I had never got a phone call or an email or any kind of form of contact. I would have welcomed it. I would have gladly spoken to the teachers union. Of course. And so when I, when I first saw this video, my response was, first of all, that individual that t- he's a teacher, he is paid by our school district and he is on partial contract right now to represent the teachers union for Orange Unified, which honestly, if he's doing a great job, I have no problem supporting. But the fact that maybe he's using his time that he should be representing Orange Unified, maybe he's using that time to go to these other school boards. Is that even legal? Is he, is he allowed to be going to these other school districts and, and talking to these other teachers when he's on Orange Unified's dime? I don't know. I don't know how that works. It, it's a good question, but it, it, the, the video doesn't stop there. We have another segment that I'd, I'd like to play, and, and this is from a California teachers union uh, representative, again, for the Orange uh, Unified School District, that is talking about this recall election becoming a pilot program. Let's play that clip. Deputy Director for OUEA, so I'm the CTA staff person working in Orange. Um, I've already been in contact with the, the higher-ups of CTA. I've been in, in constant contact with my uh, Region 4 manager. Um, I did speak briefly with Joe. The officers are aware of what's going on in Orange. They are very concerned. Uh, they're seeing it as uh, Orange is the pilot, if you will, if it, if it uh, if they can succeed here in Orange, then they're going to then they they know they can go to other districts and do the same thing. So CTA is very concerned, very worried. We are already working on trying to get um, ABC money through CTA to come to OUEA, and then we will turn around, if you will, and, and provide that to the the recall group. Um, so we're we're working on that. Um, CTA management or leadership is aware. They are concerned, and they are working with me to bring in resources and support. 
So the California Teachers Union is one of the uh, biggest uh, teacher labor unions uh, in the country. They work very closely with the National Educators Association and other progressive groups like the American Federation for Teachers. Again, doesn't sound like it's so much about teachers here. It's about getting rid of conservative uh, school board members that they don't happen to like. In fact, uh, apparently you're so fearsome, Madison, that you're the subject of a pilot program to to send a message to the rest of the country. Yes, I guess I am... (laughs) A big deal, which is, it's hilarious. I, I go back to the fact I'm not a politician, I'm a mom. And uh, I did this to make our school systems better. And in fact, when I when I hear this, when I hear what, what uh, Mr. Rose is saying in this video, my response is, wow, you're getting a lot of funds right now from the political arm, from yeah. ABC, from CTA, and you're going to bring it into the OUEA. Why don't we fill in those gaps of, of teacher shortage? Why don't we make our curriculum better? Why don't we get supplemental in, uh, curriculum for these teachers that are begging for it? I had a teacher at one school asking for a simple test that he wanted to administer to his special needs students, but you know, the funding or whatnot was too short. And so I was able to get him that test. Why are we spending this money on this recall when we should be focusing on bettering our test scores, bettering our grades? And what we've been saying from the beginning is our test scores were 23rd out of 28 schools in Orange County and Orange Unified. And if we were focusing that money that they're using to recall me on I don't know, making our students, giving our students better opportunities to learn, giving them better curriculum. Wouldn't you think that'd be a better use of their time and funds? And I want to play this last clip because it's so important. It goes to the point you're trying to make um, by funneling education dollars actually into reading, writing, and arithmetic. Because in the same video now, we have the segment where they're talking about a drag queen story hour announcement. And, well, I'll let the video speak for itself. Let's play that. I was wondering, too, if um, if we could announce that we are doing a drag queen story time for elementary school kids at the church. It's going to be April 22nd. I'll send you the flyer um, in okay. Irvine. And we'd like, you know, kids to come. Okay, did you say April 22nd? Yeah, it's Saturday, April 22nd from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. And it's at Irvine United Congregational Church, which is 4915 Alton Parkway. And it's co-hosted between the church and our um, LGBTQ rights group, OCEC Equality Coalition. And the name of the church again? Irvine United Congregational Church. United Congregational Yeah, it's on Alton. all down. Thank you. The only other thing is that, you know, the write-in is coming up on May 6th, and um, we offer a $100, uh, I don't want to say prize, a $100, uh, you know, thank you gift, let's say, to the teacher, whether it's a high school teacher or a college teacher or a middle school teacher that sends the most kids to the event. Did you say April 6th? No, May 6th. If I said April, I made a mistake. May 6th. And I can send you, I mean, I will be sending out um, a special email to all of the history teachers that, and, you know, uh, government and kind of social studies teachers, I know. But if anybody of the, you know, school board people might be interested to pass it on to their um, appropriate departments, that would be. This is a conversation between Lisa Chan and Leslie Brittle. And these women look like your local grandmothers, uh, and they're talking about Drag Queen Story Hour, indoctrinating our kids with this material like they would at the local bake sale. Uh, it, it's just incredible. And 
this is what you're fighting. This is part of the same discussion with these union members. Ladies and gentlemen listening to us, uh, this is the battle that we are in today. And uh, I want to encourage all our listeners to come alongside Madison Miner and the other representatives on the Orange Unified School Board that are facing this recall election. Madison, how can we help you? Do you have a website? What can we do to help you? Yes, we have a website. I don't know if you can maybe um, post a link to that, but uh, our website is no o u s d like David Recall uh, dot org. But it is um, we're in crucial time. It's you know winning by a slim margin. I'm not naive to that. I'm very thankful that I did win, but I know it's a slim margin, and so the time is now to get involved. The time is now to donate financially if you have that in you. If you can come out and help walk and pass out flyers, we're going to be losing that weight all over again. It's basically a brand new campaign, and this campaign is to stop the gathering of signatures. And um, if we can stop them from gathering signatures, there is no special election. A special election could cost anywhere from $1.2 million and up, depending on uh, when that will be. And so, and that comes out of the school district. The school district is the one who pays for that special election. You know, we're hoping that we can stop the signature gathering because that basically deflates the entire plot against me, as well as Rick Ledesma. He's also being recalled with me. They announced about a week after mine. And so, yeah, being involved, you know, however that may look for you, uh, we have, you know, phone centers. uh, We're going to have a text messaging platform as well as um, writing letters and knocking on doors. And and again, financial aid is always helpful because flyers cost money. And that's kind of what we're focusing on to to mail out and to pass out at grocery stores. And and we have the whole summers. Well, Madison, this is the fight of our times, uh, protecting our kids in the public school system. I want to applaud you and thank you for being on the front lines of this battle. We will help you in any way we can. Uh, We need more people on the front lines just like you. Thank you for setting the example that you are. We're going to stay in touch with you. I hope we can have you back on our program. Yes, I would love that. Thank you. Wonderful. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for uh, joining us on Say What, and we'll be back next week. You've been listening to Say What, the radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and pastor George Roska Jr. unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or protect our kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.org. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.